All right, here we are again for yet another podcast, another recording. <laughs> this week you've got I'm sorry. <laughs> you've got myself and my yawning wife, Shelly. I'd rather take a nap. <laughs> She'd rather take a nap than do a Bible study because that's what our podcast is this week. It's a it's a it's a Bible study. We're here with um uh, a few friends on on Facebook Live joining us as we do this and so we may uh, see see them add to our conversation tonight, but we're going to start with really just kind of um, thinking about you know, scripture and, and the Bible, um, and you can answer this because this not this isn't like a lot of stuff we talk about all the time. Um, what was your experience like with the Bible growing up? I mean, did you guys did you have did you have like a like a big one of those like a Bible in the home, like a family Bible? Did you guys? Did you guys, as a family, ever like read the Bible together, or did you have your own Bible? What's kind of what was your experience? No, to all of that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my grandparents had a family Bible. There was nothing in it. I mean, it was one of those that you can record births and deaths and marriages and all that stuff, but you nobody mean, ever. I mean, there's nothing in it. Nobody ever filled it out. There was no. There were no statistics. But the Bible was there. Well, yes, duh. Uh, okay. Well, I just want to make sure. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to say this again. Okay. It was one of those Bibles where you could fill out deaths and births and marriages and stuff, and nobody ever filled that part out. But yes, there was a family Bible. Good gracious. Um, and we went through phases where we would go to church, and we never really did Bible study with the family. But we we were on and off Christians. That's good. Oh, there we go. Um, and we would go, you know, for a month or two and then not for a while. And okay. Then... So on and off Christians and didn't really do Bible study at no. all. Okay. Well, that's, that's probably, um, I don't want to make a judgment here, but I'd say that is a majority of churchgoers life are on, on, on and off again. Christians are on and off again church goers or members and seldom pick up the bible for themselves and actually read it at all we had killer bible schools though man that bbs every sunday vacation bible or every summer vacation bible school we had a great vacation bible school that's awesome every year yeah well you gotta have something my mom's best friend joyce ran it and that sucker rocked i guess if you're going to be on and off again christians it's good to be on during 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 vacation bible school school. absolutely all right (laughs) well that's that's great yeah you know, mm-hmm. I don't remember. I don't remember my family having a like family Bible. I know that I remember uh, my grandparents um, had you know those big Bibles, and I, I I seen. I don't remember if it's one of the ones you're talking about that you had like family trees and all that in it. But I know that my like my papa because we spent the night at my like my mom's parents, my papa and their house. They had. No, every night. If you spent the night at Memo and Papa's house, it was like at a certain point we're going to probably right before the news because Papa always watched the news. <laughs> he watched the ten o'clock news. It was going to be we're gonna have he's gonna read the scripture and we're gonna pray. And he always would like kneel down. He would get in his chair and and turn around and kneel down. And we were all supposed to too. And we did. You know, we were at Memo and Papa's house, and that's what we did. You do it's, what you do what you do. Right. Um, you know on on. Uh, uh, you know, my, my family, family, you know, my dad's a pastor and we were at church all the time. We did, we, we, we read the Bible, we prayed before every meal and stuff, but we didn't do like 
sit down as a family and do Bible studies. It just, Ooh, it just wasn't. I mean, we had, you know, we when you're, and you know, we're a pastor. I, you know, this is a pastor's family. Mm-hmm. It's like you do that all the time. And, and then it was Sunday morning, Sunday night church, Wednesday night church. So there was always Sunday school or a, a class, a kids class or, or a Bible class or whatever. So so it was like you, you had these built in in, the, in our culture of our family. So it wasn't something as a family that we did. Um, but I really like how like we have adopted kind of a our own thing where every night we get together at we call it Bible book time. And that started when when our kids were little and you know, call it devotions or whatever, but we would say we we're gonna read the Bible and we had these little Bible storybooks, like kids kid style storybooks. You may have seen some of these. One of the a great one is that that Edgar Myers, mm-hmm. which is like that blue cover, that old school. And we don't use that a lot now, but, but we rotate because <clears throat> we've got a, several editions of these like uh, kids and family Bible, stu- Bible study books. So we call it Bible book time. <laughs> and we come there, we read the we read the scripture. The ones we use now has, has a scripture and it has a little like lesson, kind of a story. Um, the one we've been using is very connected with, with nature and uh, Louis Giglio, I think, is the one who produced it. And he's got a lot to do with look at the stars, look at the mountains, right. look at the this ocean, look at that, look at the animals, and look at. And this is how we experience God, and it's pretty cool. <clears throat> kind of apropos for what we're talking about tonight, how how we hear the voice of God or experience the voice of God through Scripture. Um, so, how does reading Scripture help us hear the voice of God? What do you, what's your what is your thought on that? Well, I mean, for one thing, it it kind of focuses your mind onto listening for the voice of God. If you're if you're reading, then you're trying to absorb something, and that's going to make it easier to hear the voice of God. Okay, because at least you're open for it. Oh yeah, and I think that makes sense. I think it's you know we call we call the Bible. Uh, it's a lot of times we call it the Word of God, um, and I, I and you know obviously I'm okay with that. I think the Word of God, if you really do a, a deep dig into that, Jesus is Jesus is the Word, and the Bible tells the story of the Word. Um, that's that's kind of kind of deep, maybe, but um, I think you're but you're right. It, it, you get foc- reading focuses your attention, and so right. reading the Scripture is going to focus your attention in such a way you're, you you want to be able to hear the voice of God speak. Plus, you know, it's Scripture for a reason. It's you know, it even says in the, in the scripture we're going to read tonight how it's, you know, God has inspired it or breathed into it. And so we can um, like really begin to experience God's voice through scripture that way. Um, so, so for you, is there like a, a, a certain passage or a, or a story from the Bible that really seems to help you connect and hear from God and you can't say Ecclesiastes? Yes, I can! <laughs> I knew you weren't going to like the answer, but that's my answer. I love that book. Ecclesiastes is... Okay. And it's... And you think it's like this. It's all doom and gloom. But it's not all doom and gloom. I've preached through Ecclesiastes. It is too. It is the experience of someone who has gone through it and discovered his hope. Right. Oh, yeah, right. So when you're going through it... You know where your hope is. Okay, that's good, and that's good that you you've you you've come to understand that about Ecclesiastes, yes. so that you do experience the voice of God. I speaking, do. Speaking I love that peace book. and comfort to you in the midst of that. Absolutely. Um, man, there's a there's a bunch, and, I and think, Hebrews you know, is my number two. 
Right, and that would be that's one I've been reading Hebrews because that's in my um, annual Bible study plan that I do on the U Version Bible app. Hebrews is where it's hitting right. I just finished, I think today was the or get, today or yesterday. I forget. But I just finished. The, <laughs> again, it's been a long day. You know, that was first. That was it was a long it was time ago. Five a.m. this morning. I'm doing this. <laughs> And now it's like, you know, in the evening. And so, but the very last chapter of Hebrews wrapped it up. And so it's like, yeah, it's definitely, it, it really explains Jesus if you're paying attention. It really explains a lot about Jesus and what his, what the kingdom really is, um, which helps, helps a lot. But when it comes to like, you know, a story from the Bible or, or a passage that really, really for me um, helps to kind of connect and hear from God. The Psalms are where yes, I, I go to that. all the time, you know, and probably the one, the one that that really opens me up the most, to really hear from God, is to reflect on Psalm forty, the first three verses. And it's easy for me to remember because you two recorded it as a pop song in the eighties, and it's it's a it, you know I, I hear the tune that they recorded it to, but it says you know. Uh, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me, and he heard my cry. And he reached down, and he lifted me up out of the pit, put my feet on solid ground. And many will see and hear or fear and uh, and know that there's a God. And, you know, that, when I, when, I, when I get into that passage of Scripture, that's one of those ones that just helps me go, okay, God is, God is inclining. He's not reclining. He's not leaning back. He's in, he's he's leaning in to where I am, and so it, I want to lean back into him, and then I can actually hear from God. So that, that helps, and that's just an example, um, for sure. And it's a lot more fun than Ecclesiastes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so we're, we're 10 minutes into the podcast. Let's jump in and actually read the scripture. It's 2 Timothy 3, verses 14 through 17. Uh, so if you have a Bible, please grab that. Turn to 2 Timothy chapter 3 and uh, track here. Let me make sure I get the right. Okay. So it says, You must remain faithful to the things you've been taught. You know they are true, for you know you can trust those who taught you. You have been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood, and they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Jesus Christ. All Scripture is inspired uh, inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip His people to do every good work. And so... For context and our just for our theme or our idea that we're getting into tonight, we're going to look at the scripture and say, you know, when it comes to hearing from God or hearing God's voice speak to us through scripture, how does this passage uh, connect us to that? Well, I mean, again, it's the word. You have to be in the word. That mm -hmm. the whole purpose of that book is to guide and direct your life. Okay. So you have to, and you have to go into it with that, with the assumption that you're going to learn something. Yes. That's, that's like, that's like probably at the top of the list. You know, when you want to like begin to read the Bible, you start with the assumption, I'm, I want to learn something or I'm going to, like, I'm going to hear God speak to me. It may not be this outside voice, but he's going to, these words, God's going to speak to me through these words 
and and I'm going to find some kind of correction, direction, encouragement, inspiration, and discipline. You, and you may read that. it for the seventy thousandth time, the same verse that you've read seventy thousand times before, and learn something. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just because you read it once, right. that you know you keep on. Yeah, that's what I, I, I love when when somebody says, "Well, you preached on that passage before." <laughs> like, well, yeah, I learned something new, and I just want to share it. Uh, or maybe it's like you know you, you you need it again because you're still not doing <laughs> what it still, says to do. You're not straightening you're up. Still not doing what it says to do. Okay, so. So there's a part of this, like the last couple of verses, that really kind of break down these different aspects of how Scripture helps us. And so, which one of these uh, this, that the Scripture just you know this describes how Scripture works is most helpful for you? It says, teaches us what is true, reveals the wrong in our lives, corrects us, teaches us to do right, and prepare and equip to do every good work. So those are those five things that it says Scripture does this for us. Which one Which one would you find most helpful? No, we, well, obviously depends. we it, want them it all. It depends right? on what situation I'm in. Okay. Example? Well, I mean, there are times when I want or need, you know, to be slapped upside the head and go, that's not right, and you need to get rid of that. And I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> And there are times when I need prompting to go do something for somebody who needs it or, uh, you know, to say a prayer or a name will pop into my head while I'm reading that this situation would, you know, reminds me of this person and I need to say a prayer for them. It just depends on what situation I'm in. Okay. That's fair. For sure. Situational, uh, situational listening to the scripture. Sure. <laughs> Situational scripture listening. Okay, absolutely, and that and that's true. I mean, it, it does. It's depending on the situation, which which aspect of this is most helpful. Teach us what is true, reveals the wrong in our lives, corrects us, teaches us to do right, prepare and equip to do every good work. Absolutely, absolutely situational. I would say though, for me, if I was to take one, it's the most that I have, in my experience has been the most helpful. It's been the prepare and equip to do every good work. Um, yes, there are times when I need to be, you know, it, it's a, I need God to speak through Scripture, teach me what is true, uh, to reveal things are wrong in my life, uh, to bring correction to to my life, and to teach me to do what's right. Those those are times that that ha- that happen. But the most helpful, I mean, the the most of the time when I'm hearing God speak to me through Scripture, it's to prepare and equip me to do the good works that that are there to do. Um, and that's where that that's where it really hits home for me. Like God really speaks to me through Scripture and prepare in preparing and equipping me to do these things. And that's why you know I think it's so important for our pastors. And I, I I definitely have this discipline to read and study Scripture as devotional material, not just as sermon preparation material. Because it's out of that devotional material that that He prepares and equips me to be able to pour into that the preparation material does that make sense mm-hmm. okay good because i don't want to like just not make sense here because i do that enough right well i mean things. you can't it's like you know people who have jobs they do their job but they also have to study for their job yeah and you know it's the same you're you do the the bible study that's part of your job and you do the bible study that's for your enrichment right right and that's what and that's what i'm saying is like that prepare and equipping comes um, like daily, like the other things, the other things come absolutely. But my my every morning as I'm reading scripture, that preparation and equipping to do every good work is there. Um, 
to do that. And so that's why, you know, you know, things happen in our in like our little neighborhood or in town or at our kids' school. And it's like you're you're prepared and equipped because you've been listening to God um, through the scriptures already and then something comes up and you you're ready to move on it. So I think the scriptures bring us closer to God to, to you know talking about hearing his voice. We do hear he speaks through the scripture. I mean we can read like you read the Psalms and you can actually feel uh, and, and sense like this that God is speaking to you through the through those words. At the same time, those drawing closer to Scripture can bring us closer to feel, hear God like in the moments when we're not actually reading. We may be driving, and we're be, we've driven, we've been drawing close to God through Scripture. That even as we're driving, you know, God speaks to us, and we can we can listen to Him that way. So, in your experience, what's the, like the most beneficial ways to engage Scripture? Like, well, what I mean is, if someone's just starting out and they said, "Hey, Shelley." Um, how man? There's a hawk right out there. <laughs> he's not easily distracted. No, he's right there though. I got you. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. There's a hawk right out there, and in a tree. Maybe he's maybe he's hunting. He can get that armadillo that keeps crawling around in our front yard. You in saw the, the armadillo, armadillo? Yeah, he's out. Oh, yeah. He's out there in the morning when I leave for work. Okay. Well, I I see him because I get up at like between four thirty and five thirty, and uh, the other day I got up, I was up at four thirty and. I was just like, saw something shiny out there, and so I got my flashlight and went out, and there's like this armadillo just out there, and I'm like, huh. Oh, playing in the weeds over there. No, he's not playing. He's digging up worms and stuff. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if the hawk will eat the armadillo, but that's awesome subject. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, basically, someone was just starting out, and they said, hey, Shelly, I'm, I'm just starting out. I'm just now going to, I, I want to do better for my Bible study. You know, can you give me some tips? What what are some things you would say? Well, I would um, probably not just Bible, but what are you listening to and what are you watching? Because sometimes, you know, those are... It's important to feed yourself good stuff. Okay. So, also, what are you listening to and what are you watching? And then, um, if I would recommend the version and get them uh, a beginner's type Bible study plan and something that's short... That they can complete and feel an accomplishment. Right. And they don't, you know, don't start your new guy out with a year-long Bible study plan. <laughs> <laughs> you got to give them some baby steps here. You mean they're, they're going to miss a day? Yeah, they might, yes. <laughs> it happens. It does happen. Okay, that's good. That's good. <laughs> My dad says, shoot the ball. Or shoot the, <laughs> probably means, he probably means we are shoot not the, shooting. He oh, probably well, shoot the armadillo. The armadillo, maybe, yeah. but not the hawk. Okay, yeah, and that's that's true. What you said about that is is great. Um, I I remember, and it's funny that with that this this rang true. Um, a professor, uh, uh, Dr. Cliff Sanders, when I was at um, in, in Bible college, had this kind of sayings like when you get get ready, you tell somebody, you know, hey, you know, you're a new Christian, you need to start reading the Bible. We always tell them to go to John. Like start with John. Well, don't start with because, Matthew. That's because, for sure. Well, the Gospel of John is like, well, it's you know, it's this Gospel of love. You get to the love of Jesus through that. But how does John start? In the beginning was the Word, <laughs> exactly. and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. He was with God. He was with God in the beginning. And it's like, first, you've given them something to read. At the very first verse, they're going, "What have I gotten into? <laughs> this makes no sense whatsoever." So I always, I usually, when it comes to that part of. Somebody come in and say, what tips do you have? Where do I start? 
I tell them to start with Luke and read Luke and Acts because they're like two parts of the mm-hmm. same yes. thing. You know, Luke wrote, again, traditionally, we understand Luke wrote the Gospel of they're Luke. A combo which is, meal. That's nice. A combo meal with extra fries. Can I get a shake, shake. chocolate shake Definitely. with that? Definitely. Strawberry okay. for me. All right. And you get, you know, the, the, the Gospel of Jesus, according to Luke. And Luke is, and he tell at the very beginning, he's like, I... I made a great study. I wanted to give you the details. I wanted to like make sure that you got the true story. So I did a lot of interviews. I talked to a lot of people about this Jesus. And here's the story. And so that's what the Gospel of Luke is. And then it goes into Acts, which is actually Luke tracking along with Peter and Paul and Barnabas and Silas and Timothy and, uh, and all these cats that are in, in Acts that he's like, he's with them in a lot of their journeys. Sorry. <laughs> I say that sometimes, <laughs> and so he's with them in their journeys, and he's like, and he records all this, and so that's where I tell people to start. It's like that's you know, start with Luke and Acts. If you, and I, that's that would be a tip. I didn't think of that ahead of time, but you, when you said what you did, it kind of made me think. Well, of that. and another thing I might do if this is a person who has not been a Christian, has not been in church. Um, I might tell, you know, help them to to learn a little bit more about the Bible as a book. What is involved in it? Which books are law? Which books are history? Which books are poetry? Which books are letters? What was going on? Who did this and who did that? And because a lot of the stuff, if you don't know the the history behind it, that this is a, a poem, you know, mm-hmm. people take sometimes take things too literally when it's poetry or they don't understand the history because they don't know the context of the history or, you know. To, right. So to understand what the Bible is as a, a book, a, a whole book right. is important. It is. And for somebody who's never been in church, you know, that's, that's, a, that's an important thing. And that's a, that's a step that's almost like a whole other step. I mean, you need to like start, you need to start reading the Bible on your own and for yourself, your own personal devotional life, your, you know, to grow as a as a as a person and as a follower of Christ, but you know at the same to, to get what you're talking about is like well, you, nobody really gets that right away. You have right. to like you have to dig. I mean I'm still digging. I've got this huge book over here. I'm reading and I'm reading it slowly because it is it's a textbook. It's like this thick, literally. It's this. I'm seeing it over there. It's like this thick, <laughs> and it's called the Bible and it's uh, the New Testament and it's time, <clears throat> and it is super in-depth historical of what it was like to be a Jew, what it was like to live in the Roman Empire, what it was like to live in the in the, the Greek the Greek world, what it was what the laws were like, what the Jewish laws were, what the Roman laws were, uh, what Jesus uh, you know his intent was, the historical Jesus versus just the 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 mythy the mythical Jesus and all these things are in there. And it's like it's so deep, but it's really like bringing my own understanding of the New Testament, which I've been growing in for two plus decades, 25 years now, that is even de- deeper now. And so I think there's always room to grow, especially in that aspect of, of understanding scripture, especially what type of literature each thing is you're reading mm-hmm. and the context and the culture in which it was written. Well, it's like when I was growing up, you know, we, we went to church on, you know, off and on and, we, and did Bi- we did vacation Bible school and it was, we're going to do this Bible story. We're going to do this Bible story. And we're going to do this Bible story. And it took me, I was a teenager before I realized some of that's history. It's yeah. actual events because it always said Bible story. And to right. me, story was fiction. Right. 
So it, you know, to, to understand what the Bible is in its entirety is a, is a, an eye opener. It yeah. was for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's great. Here's why, why I, where I go with this is, um, I, I recommend, Hey, you need, you need some solitude. You need a quiet place, quiet time, 10 minutes. Don't, don't try and like, I'm going to study the Bible for an hour. You're not going to get an hour, uh, especially you don't have the attention span probably in this day and age to not flip through Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or TikTok or and Snapchat. Carving out an hour or out whatever of your day on is your phone. Hard. And say, you know, I said so 10 minutes of solitude. And that means when you, when you most likely are not going to get interrupted. And I get it. We've got kids. We've got family, we've got pets that have to be fed and all that. I get, I get it, um, but you have, you can. We always say this is the truth. You make time for what matters. So take that ten minutes and find your time. It, for me, it's like early in the morning because I just wake up early, and that's what I do first thing in the morning. Um, if I couldn't do that, I would have to do it later in the evening because it'd have to be after the kids go to bed and everything else is done for the evening, because. You know, to actually be able to block out that 10 minutes, I can't just go, okay, don't talk to me for 10 minutes. That's not very Christ-like. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draw close gonna, to, you shut up, I'm going to draw close to God. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen anyway, right? But you have to have solitude and start small. Start with like 10 minutes of, and a place. You know what, if you, if you can find a regular place, that would be like your, you know, your, your, your quiet place. Um, you know, we call it the prayer closet when it comes to prayer. It's not actually going into a closet. It's a place of the heart. Uh, but a lot of times you need a physical place. You can sit at a table or like I still remember, you know, my, my papa. I mentioned a while ago, when you spent the night at his house, not only did you have to, have to, not only did you pray and do a Bible study at night before you went to bed, but first thing in the morning you woke up at, at about 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning. He's at the kitchen table with his Bible out. And praying for people, praying for you by name, that'll get you. You hear your papa praying your name from the from down the hallway, and uh, he's he's read his Bible, he's saying prayers, he's probably even singing a hymn, sitting there by himself, just worshiping Jesus, and that was his time. And you didn't, we everybody knew you didn't if you if if you knew papa was awake and was in there doing his prayers and his daily quiet time, you respected that. And I think all of us, if you're going to really, really be serious about, hey, I want to experience a voice of God. I know God can speak to me through Scripture. You've got to be at a place where you can hear Him speak to through the Scripture, um, and begin with prayer. Like not a big flowery prayer, not a not a talk talk about everything in the world. Just pray for clarity. Like, hey, God, I'm I'm going to read the Scripture, and would you help me understand it? Would you help me see what you want me to see today? Would you teach me what you want to teach me today as I as I read through this this Scripture? And then remember what Shelly was pointing out a while ago. Remember, it's written to a specific, specific audience in a specific context in a specific culture for a specific reason. And there is no no passage of Scripture stands stands alone. Uh, that's a that's a huge thing we like to do. We like to take cherry pick verses, and I do it too. Our favorite verses, and we'll take a verse and be like, "That's my life verse." And that's and those are great to have, but they're in the context of. A letter, or a poem, or a legend, or a history, or um, our, our laws and rules, are because all of this is part of the, the scripture, and you need to understand the, the full context. And again, that's not something that just happens right off the bat. You have to grow and learning and 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 learn as you go with that. So, uh, hopefully, some of those t- tips help uh, even you guys who are listening here today. Um, 
So let's let's just one more question to kind of wrap it up. We're we're about at our half hour mark. Why do you think so many people who say I'm a Christian don't actually spend time reading Scripture? Because you mentioned it, that was even like your your like um, experience. You said you know, you know the, your your phrasing was we're on and off again Christians, which I again I understand what that means. But you said we never did really read the Bible. I mean, we didn't. There was a Bible in the home, right. but it wasn't like we sat down and read the Bible as a family or, or even as individuals. So why why do you think it is this way? I think, uh, well, when I was growing up, it was much more of a reliance on what your preacher told you. Okay. And you believed what your preacher said. Well, we definitely come out of that. Um, so, and it wasn't that we were on and off again Christians because no matter when you asked, they would say we were Christians. Oh, yeah. Right, 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 right. <laughs> we just weren't going. Right. And my dad worked out of town, so that kind of made it harder. But anyway, um, I think we just, we get busy. Um, we have priorities. And we think, you know, this is going to be my downtime. And I'm going to do something that is fun. Or I'm going to watch this show that I like. Or we want to do things that make us comfortable. And sometimes that's not reading scripture. Oh, wow. Good point. Yeah. We, we like we like we to do like our comfort for our comfort and our leisure, and scripture isn't that. usually does it. I mean, it, it there it is comforting at times when that, when you're grieving. I promise you, you yes. can go to Psalm 23, and, it, and but it is also correcting comfort. and directing and stepping on your toes, teaching and stepping on your toes. Yeah, for sure. That's that's like I think for me, I think one of the that's you may have hit on the unspoken top reason why I think a lot of folks who say, oh yeah, I'm a Christian, absolutely, don't read the scriptures at all for themselves is because they inherently understand that there's something in their life that is... Isn't right. Is is opposite mm-hmm. of what God God wants to speak into their life. So they, so they don't take the time to experience the solitude. Because they don't want that popping up. Right. Because, well... Yeah, they don't want to feel They're the guilt. They're avoiding and it's like, it. <laughs> and it's not, God's not saying you need to read the scripture and draw close to me so I can put a guilt trip on you. The guilt trip's your own. He's one yes. to bring you, what did it say? Correct. Uh, uh, bring you, um, reveal what is true, teach what is true, reveal wrongs in your life, and then help correct us and teach us to do what is right. It's not just to like put a guilt trip on you. It's to bring us to a place where we are being prepared and equipped to do every good work. It's like you have a conflict with your baby brother, and so you're avoiding him. <laughs> we're just, okay. We're just going to stay away from, right. from him or for, with your, for or a while. Or with your father God. Yeah. Exactly. I'm a, I know I know what he's going to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a good. Yeah. I mean, that's a good thing. And but I think it's that's an. I think it's that's a more subconscious thing because people just kind of. Don't oh yeah, think absolutely. About it. We're don't not. It's not a conscious choice. Right. It's a. It's just a shying away. Right. Of. right. And you could say, you know, well, I think most people don't pick up the Bible and read Scripture because, well, they just don't think about it. Okay. But I but, think. But why? But right. Why do exactly. You not think a about lot it? of the times, we're deliberately not thinking about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I just don't have time while I watch, you know, I binge, I binge watch the next thing on Netflix. Right. Right. Um, Trust me, you've got time. <laughs> you make time for what's important. And if hearing the voice of God is important, why not? Why not give it a shot? What do you have to lose? Well, I mean, really, what do you have to lose? If, if hearing the voice of God, the creator, is important, why not take 
10 minutes of your day, block it out as I call it my DQT, daily quiet time. And for me, it's it's it usually extends beyond 10 minutes, but you know, that's kind of the, the, the go-to. And what do you have to lose? Give it a shot, try it, and see how, uh, how the voice of God, or how God actually speaks to you through the scripture. Um, experience tells me you're going to go, wow, why I've been needing this. And then the challenge then is to go, is to stay in it and not just go, I needed that. Thank you. And then just go on with the, you know, the next month as if you don't need it. As if you, right. As (laughs) if you, uh, that's all you need. Exactly. Wow. This has been good.